0: Hello, everyone. I'm Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 271 of Weekly Poker Hand. It's a lot of episodes. (laughs) And today, and for the next three episodes, we are going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to be reviewing four different situations in Poker Snowy, where I'm going to be showing you some spots that I think many of you may be messing up. And using programs like Poker Snowy, which is just a good program to teach you to play fundamentally sound poker, will help you find the flaws in your game so that you can learn to play better. So essentially, Poker Snowy allows you to analyze your own hands, but also it allows you to play against its bots. And that helps you learn to play like Poker Snowy plays, which, you know, of course, whenever you're playing in a real game, you're going to want to adjust a little bit away from uh, whatever any GTO program tells you to do based on the strategies your opponents are using. But it's very good to have a strong baseline default strategy that you can fall back on, especially if you're not sure what your opponents are doing wrong or if you're in a tough game. So here we are. I uh, set up Poker Snowy to play only 30 big blinds deep because that is very often where we are in a tournament, especially in the middle stages when you're you know, not quite approaching the money but still you know, hanging out, because this is where a lot of, um, you either get in the money or you don't. And I wanted to make sure that I know how to play these 30-ish big blind spots. So right here, this is a situation where I think a lot of people mess up. As we see right here, we have a $6 raise, and then we have pocket threes in the um, hijack seat. And really, from basically every position, Poker Snowy is going to recommend just folding the pocket threes. You may say why fold the pocket threes? Well, it's because we're barely getting the right implied odds to set mine, and that kind of presumes the opponent's going to stack off to us, give us their whole stack every single time. And that's just not going to happen. So, whenever you're playing 30 big blinds deep, you either need to be all-in or fold. And notice here against an early position raise, if we was if we are to make it two times the size of the pot, which would be a very very big raise. Um, this would actually be very, very bad to go all in here, and that's just because if the opponent is opening a reasonably strong early position range, you just can't mess around. And as we see here, the EV of calling is significantly worse, uh, 0.73 big blinds every time you call, than the EV of just simply folding. So just fold, move on with your life. This time, though, to demonstrate this, I elected to call. Everyone else folds. The block comes eight, seven, five. And then the opponent bets $9. So this is certainly a dicey spot. And the reason is because against your opponent's overcards, they have plenty of equity. And against your opponent's pairs, they have... Well, they, they have... You're, you're in bad shape, right? So I was not really sure what the program would recommend here. And it recommends raising small, which is very interesting to me. It's like a little bit more than a min raise. It's like you make it $20 here. And if you make it twenty dollars, you're probably not folding to an all-in, which is a, a little bit, um, a little bit dicey. Essentially, what happens here is this board is just—it's it, too easy for the opponent to have random, unpaired hands, right? Like ace-king, ace-queen, ace-track, ace-ten, to the point that we should be playing this hand. Um, whenever I looked at this bot initially, I decided to call, and you see, call is better than fold, right? But still, you typically want to be just making the highest EV play. That said, in tournaments across the board, I think you're going to find that it's usually a little bit better to shy on the side of caution just because you really don't want to be all-in all that often, especially in marginal spots. Because if you're all-in in a marginal spot, well, you could easily be out. Um, The other option would be to go all-in. You could jam. And notice here that's actually quite bad. You see um, 82 big blinds, or minus .82 big blinds, which is substantial. You don't want to be making that kind of error so very very easy raise small in this spot although i uh i did not do that i elected to just call now on the turn the opponent bets and again we we have two options we can either call or we can raise right here opponent bets 18 dollars. if we raise we're just all in and um, I did decide to go all in here. And you see now, like, the EV difference is still still relevant. But, you know, 2.25 or 2.25 versus 2.11 is not that big of a deal. And you're going to find that a lot of plays are actually kind of close, as long as they are reasonable. I decided to jam here thinking that if the opponent did have ace-king, then we end up um, just, like, getting it all in still. But at least we're getting it all in ahead. Whereas if the opponent has ace-king, you may decide to give up river. Um That said, maybe the opponent doesn't even bet ace-king on the turn. It's kind of tough to know, right? Let's actually see. Can we click the analysis tool here? We click the analysis tool and range advice, and you see... um, the opponent's checking 68% of the time and betting half pot only only a little bit. You see the opponent's only betting um, with just pretty good hands, right? If you take a look at this see what the board is. Board is 8-5-4-2. So the opponent's actually not doing much bluffing at all in this spot, which is interesting, right? So yeah, the opponent, the opponent's mainly just betting decent hands on the turn and checking checking a lot of, well, checking the overpair sometimes, right? As you see, it's like checking, um, checking all the overpairs some portion of the time, which protects the checking range, but also checking all of these high card hands and whatnot, which... Which is relevant too. Wait, probability. I'm certainly not a poker semi pro. I'm learning it myself. Anyway, you see that whenever, whenever it's betting, it's betting mostly good hands. Take a look at this one more time. When it's checking, and when it's betting, you know, and it's betting, it has a straight, three of a kind, or one pair. So really, not a whole lot of bluffs here. And that's probably just because it's so easy for me to have a pair that should not fold, right? So it protects its checking range by checking some one pairs, but. Anyway, it's not such a good spot when this particular opponent bets. Now, if you're playing against someone who instead bets with ace-queen in this spot or ace-jack or king-queen in this spot, then it becomes better to certainly play this hand. So anyway, I decided to go all in here. Obviously, the opponent calls and I lose. But really, the main takeaway, the big, most important part that I think a lot of people may be messing up is they are calling this preflop raise with a 30 or 40 big blind stack, anything like that. If you're flat calling... Three big blind rays out of your thirty or forty big blind stack with small pairs, you are just lighting your money on fire. And I don't want you to light your money on fire. I want you to improve. So go to poker, go to jonathanlittlepoker.com/pokersnowy. That is my affiliate link. If you enjoy this and you want to have PokerSnowy analyze your play, you can you go to jonathanlittlepoker.com/pokersnowy and sign up. Hope you enjoyed this hand. We'll be going through three more of these over the next month. It's uh it's fun to study and learn, right? And I do my best to help you become the best you can be. So good luck in your games. Have fun. Enjoy yourselves. Let me know what you think about this format. And I'll talk to you next time.